Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tremel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol, as Governor Ron DeSantis files for a second term in office. So I'm running for governor. I'm not running for any other office. God willing, you know, they'll, they'll have me here for, you know, five more years from, from today would be my hope. And the governor, alongside Republican legislative leaders, unveiled a sweeping set of proposals against COVID safety precautions in the state. If the Department of Labor and OSHA is going to be weaponized as a way to hold hostage businesses throughout the state of Florida, no problem. We want a different plan. We want out of OSHA. So it is fair to say that the Florida Senate and the House and the governor will stand up for parents' rights. Again, we thought we had done that. We're going to put an explanation point at the end of it during this special session. We've got all that, including other top stories trending around the state and capital. Plus, we have your calendar of political events and so much more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Online sports betting. It's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at floridaeducationchampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Tuesday, November 9th. Today is World Freedom Day and apparently go to an art museum day. On this day, 1922, Albert Einstein was named the winner of the 1921 Nobel Prize for Physics for his explanation of the photoelectric effect. For some reason, the award was delayed by a year. And in 1998, a federal judge in New York approved the richest antitrust settlement in U.S. history. A leading brokerage firm was ordered to pay $1.3 billion to investors who had sued over price rigging of Nasdaq stocks. Governor Ron DeSantis has filed to run for re-election on Monday. During a press conference, it seemed as if he wasn't quite ready to reveal the news when a reporter asked the question. <laughs> well, we, we were going to put something out a little bit later, so just stay tuned. Uh, I mean, it's uh, more of a formality, you know, to, to open up a, a campaign committee. Uh, we're not going to be doing uh, really anything in terms of public announcements till after the legislative session but you know you got to prepare for these things and so so we're often uh, we're often doing that however in an exclusive interview with CBS 12 in West Palm Beach reporter Jay O'Brien already had the scoop with DeSantis confirming his intentions with the reporter you commit to serving four years you're laughing somebody you. asks you this question every time uh, so I'm running for governor. I'm not running for any other office. God willing, you know, they'll, they'll have me here for, you know, five more years from, from today would, would be my hope. Why did you laugh at that? Because literally I get asked that everywhere I go. And it's just interesting because I have not done one thing. Like, have you ever seen me go to Iowa or any of these places? Like, literally, I've done nothing and people kind of impose speculation on me. So it's just interesting thing to do because it'd be one thing if I was out there yeah. trying to make moves. But I think what's happened is... Um, you know, particularly Republican voters, you know, they want to see somebody that will get things done and lead and, and really be out. And I think that they look to me for whatever reason for that. But what happens if it walks like a duck? DeSantis has become one of the highest profile governors in the country, continuously challenging the president, opposing COVID lockdowns and mandates. So the question is an excellent one. 
as he eyes that 2024 presidential run. Jay O'Brien also asked the governor about his comments last week labeling the Biden administration as the Brandon administration. Do you feel that that is the proper level of exchange between a governor and a president? Well, uh, let me ask you how he's how he's treated us. I mean, yeah. you know, he they Shouldn't take you a, rise above that. Well, even they take if he a lot of pot shots. Well, look, I, I think it's a joke. But honestly, one of the reasons why that is taken on is because a lot of your uh, uh, folks uh, in the national media they get very sensitive to it because what happened was people were chanting something else very colorful. It's a swear about and, the well, president. Well, well, you had a reporter though say that it was let's go Brandon when that's not really what was said. And so I think the reason why it's caught on is because I think it needles the national media a little bit because look, I mean, they've become very partisan. I mean, you know, they were very much against Trump. They're very much ahead of Biden. Um, so so I think we, we view it as, as fun, but I do think- But it's that, a swear but about I do, the president. Well, right, but I mean, here, here's what I would say. Was there hand-wringing about this, about the stuff that was said about Trump for four years? No, there wasn't. DeSantis's fundraising arm has been reporting large hauls to his campaign war chest, pulling in donors from across the country. Now let's turn to part of what's making him so popular. DeSantis and GOP leaders debuted a sweeping set of proposals to fight against COVID safety protocols. And so what, they're, what we're going to do in this special session is we're strengthening the Par Parents' Bill of Rights. We're making clear that you can't force the kids to wear masks above the parents' objection. And if you do that, you know, it's not going to be the Department of Education taking the salaries and all this kabuki that's been going on. Parents will have a right to go in and sue the school districts and recover costs and attorney's fees uh, for having to do it. The package of proposals is called the Keep Florida Free Agenda. Among other things, the Republican measure would bar private businesses from having coronavirus vaccine mandates unless they allow exemptions for medical reasons, religious beliefs, proof of immunity, regular testing, and an agreement to wear protective gear. Here is House Speaker Chris Sprouse. If OSHA, if the Department of Labor and OSHA is going to be weaponized as a way to hold hostage businesses throughout the state of Florida, no problem. We want a different plan. We want out of OSHA. We'll submit our own regulatory authority and say goodbye to the federal government. Representative Artie Zika, right here in Pasco County is going to be filing that bill for us. Senate President Wilton Simpson also stepped up and praised the governor for his actions and presented a unified front. Fair to say that the Florida Senate and the House and the governor will stand up for parents' rights. Again, we thought we had done that. We we're going to put an explanation point at the end of it during this special session. And we're going to stand up for all of our workers in this state. Lawmakers are making their way back to Tallahassee next week, November 15th, to convene the special session. That's causing a great deal of concern for Democrats, unions, and big businesses reluctant to get caught in the crosshairs of the governor, despite being at the center of his attacks. Uh, it's not just the Biden mandate. I mean, you have some major corporations uh, that are basically enacting policies. Maybe they just want to curry favor with you. I don't know. Uh, but they're threatening to throw out people from work in the state of Florida. Many of these people who've come up to me and are concerned about this have recovered from COVID. And so these mandates ignore science because they don't recognize immunity conferred through prior infection uh, and it's just wrong and so we have a responsibility yes to stand up against biden's mandates 
But we have a responsibility to protect Floridians regardless of those mandates. Well, after capturing all of the headlines, it's time to get down to the details, and it appears the governor's threat to punish private businesses is more bark than bite. For one thing, the proposal is not permanent and would last only until June 2023. Also, the main bill that was released does not eliminate COVID-19 liability protections for businesses that require employees to get vaccinated, as DeSantis once threatened he would do. And there is so much more that contradicts the governor's public statements to what's actually in print. But you can read more on floridapolitics.com. Here's your calendar of events. Lawmakers are meeting in their respective districts today to plan for the 2022 legislative session. Among the delegations meeting are Broward, Glades, Madison, Pinellas, Highlands, Okeechobee, and Jefferson legislative delegations. The Suwannee River Water Management District Governing Board will meet at 9. The Florida Commission on Offender Review is meeting at the same time today. Leon County Circuit Judge John Cooper is scheduled to start a hearing in a lawsuit alleging the Florida Department of Health violated public records laws by not releasing detailed COVID-19 data. The lawsuit was filed by state representative by Democratic State Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith and the Florida Center for Government Accountability and was joined by several news organizations. That begins at 930. Attorney General Ashley Moody will host a news conference to discuss the recoveries from a recent case involving a charity scam that's at 1045 in her Tampa office. Senator Rick Scott will be at Versailles in Miami to recognize the restaurant's 50th anniversary. That's at 11. Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed will hold a press conference in Miami to discuss the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act passed by Congress over the weekend and the positive impact it will have on Florida. That's at 11.15. And State Representative Suzanne Valdez, Senator Janet Cruz, and Hillsborough County Commissioner Harry Cohen are hosting a town hall meeting tonight to talk about issues related to Tampa. Some banners were burning at a temporary memorial honoring the 49 victims who died in a massacre at a Florida gay nightclub five years ago, and the foundation that runs it is seeking the public's help in catching the vandal. The One Pulse Foundation over the weekend released security video on its Facebook page showing a man in a wheelchair setting fire to an outdoor wall in which banners, photos, messages, and flowers are posted in memory of the victims who died at the Pulse nightclub. The foundation asked the public to notify the police if they recognized the man in the video. Four astronauts in orbit since spring are headed back to Earth, aiming for a late-night splashdown off the Florida coast. The undocking of their SpaceX capsule from the International Space Station also paved the way for a launch of their four replacement as early as Wednesday night. Finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.